Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I want to start with some good news. Um, And I'm also, I guess part of that good news is we have Tom Cotton on who can tell us the truth of what he knows is going on. But I also uh, want to tell you and pretty much just let you know what's happening to your money. Uh, I had one of the most bizarre experiences of my life uh, just before this opening monologue here uh, out in the hallway and I I want to explain it to you uh, and share some news with you coming up in 60 seconds the Glenn Beck program believe it or not I didn't think I would like my pillow uh, because if I if I picked it up in a store I would have been like ah I'd like something a little more firm blah 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 I don't know how exactly it works, but you put your fist through each end of the pillow and it fluffs it and it lasts the whole night. They also have at MyPillow the Giza Dream Sheets, which are also fantastic. These are unbelievable. You'll pay a buttload of money for soft, soft sheets with a high thread count and all that bull crap. These are on sale now for as low as $49.99. And I'm telling you, and I mean this, these are the softest sheets I've ever slept on. They're made with Giza cotton, the softest cotton in the world. They get softer and softer the more you use them. They're breathable, cool to the touch, and really durable. It's MyPillow, MyPillow.com. They have all the products for your sleep and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So if you get the pillow and you're like, I hate this, just ship it back. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Get the Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $49.99 with the promo code BECK. Do it now, MyPillow.com. Hello, America. Welcome to the program. Um, I'm going to finish this story in a minute, but I will tell you that I, in between breaks, I went out into the hallway, and we have been working on something um, for the last 24 hours because the receiving airports are full, um, and our State Department is blocking these people from leaving and uh, through divine providence, which I will tell you in a little while, um, we happen to be traveling with somebody who had an answer. And he has been working for 24 hours, and that answer is about to come through. Um, but uh, we were talking about the cost of this, and um, it's going to cost about... Uh, 
It's going to cost about uh, $2 million for 1,000 people. And, um, and everybody looked at me, and I said, uh, gosh, I can't believe we're negotiating for people. Uh, but, uh, gee, I think, I think $2 million is probably a good price uh, for 1,000 people, but it is, it is bizarre what is going on right now, and uh, our country is on the wrong side. For the first time in my life, I am, I am ashamed, truly ashamed, morally ashamed of our country. Um, Senator Tom Cotton joins us now, and I'm guessing he feels uh, somewhat the same way about what is happening. Uh, Senator, how are you, sir? Thanks for joining us. Glenn, it's good to be back on with you, uh, but under very difficult circumstances, of course. Um, what's happened in Afghanistan over the last couple of weeks is it, sad. It's tragic. It is shameful, disgraceful, humiliating, embarrassing. Um, and maybe worst of all, Glenn, um, it wasn't predictable. It was predicted. Um, many observed that if President Biden uh, executed his decision withdrawal in the middle of the fighting season uh, by withdrawing the critical enabling support that the Taliban had, or I'm sorry, that the Afghan army had, um, for instance, with Western contractors to keep their air force flying, we'd be pulling the rug out from underneath them. Um, and you've started to see some reports come out in the media that says that it was predicted directly to Joe Biden, no matter what he's been saying to the American people, that this would be the fate um, that we face right now. Senator, uh, you know, there are bad decisions, um, but this is this is a pattern here now. It's not just a pattern because of what he has done before. Um, I mean a pattern here. There is a doubling down of everything. There is a, a refusal to see what is going on, which makes me wonder if, A, the president is mentally competent, and that's being kind, or there is something else at play here because there is there's not an ally that is with us there is not a sane individual left, right, center. It doesn't matter. Politics all aside, we are, res we are, there's blood all over our hands on this. And uh, I can't figure out why. Why is this happening? Why is he doing this? So, Glenn, I mean, the pattern, I would say, goes back now 50 years. Uh, remember, Bob Gates famously uh, said of Joe Biden, uh, when they both served in the Obama administration, that he's been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security decision of his lifetime. Um, it was 40 years when Secretary Gates wrote that. It's 50 years now. The difference is, for, for most of those 50 years, it didn't matter too much because he was a senator and then a vice president. He wasn't in charge, uh, but he is in charge now. And you see in catastrophic relief the consequences of his terrible judgment. Um, now, uh, I, I think his attitude over the last two weeks uh, does also reflect something of Joe Biden's character, um, kind of like the, the anytime he's challenged, he, he defaults to this wise guy attitude of mocking the media. Now, I understand that he's not used to being challenged by the media, uh, but um, they finally have started to press him on his numerous falsehoods uh, impress those people around him. And you can tell that it gets under his skin and he gets spider, spiteful and prideful and bitter. 
um, and he just digs in his heels even more, even though the circumstances on the ground are obviously uh, uh, deteriorating, and they have been for some time. Well, that's what I can't figure out. Is 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 anyone telling him the truth of what's going on? Or is the Pentagon for the? Is there anyone that is standing up in his in his council that is saying, Mister President, a I understand you already made the decision, but now the entire world is not standing with us and people are going to die. There are Americans that you are leaving behind. Is anyone saying that to him? All of his speeches uh, on the question have been dangerously detached from reality now for a couple of weeks. Just as frankly that speech in early July was when he said there'd be no Saigon moment. Um, we wouldn't have a uh, collapse of the government. Um, I, I think it's pretty clear, based on the news report, that both the Department of Defense and our intelligence agencies were sounding those alarms to President Biden. Um, but another thing about which I want to remind your listeners that Bob Gates said is that Joe Biden has a very mistrustful relationship with senior military leaders. Um, you know, even Barack Obama has said in his own memoirs that uh, Joe Biden, as vice president, constantly cautioned uh, then President Obama about listening to the senior military leaders at the Pentagon about how they were going to try to box him in, um, how they try to direct policy, not implement his policy. And I think you see the consequences of that of President Biden's attitude now um, is that despite the warnings from senior leaders, the Pentagon and intelligence agencies, um, he plowed straight ahead. So I, I think, Glenn, the, the real question then becomes, are those those closest to him in the White House, in his inner circle, uh, speaking the truth to him, are they conveying the genuine news? And, and I have questions if they are based on those speeches he's given. And, and also, Glenn, I, I have to say, I think some of them view this as just kind of a, a bad um, you know, news day. You know, like in a campaign, you send Joe Biden out to a radio interview in the campaign last year and he makes a gap and you've got a couple days of bad headlines. But pretty soon things move on. And they're treating this fiasco in, in Afghanistan like it's just a bad headline from a campaign. And they want to just turn the page and get back to their reckless three and a half trillion dollar budget. But it's not just a bad headline whenever you've got hundreds, if not thousands of Americans trapped behind enemy lines. It's reality. And those Americans are going to be stuck there after Tuesday to say nothing of the green card holders that we can't get into the country uh, and those Afghans who served alongside us and who have been vetted and approved for a special immigrant visa, they're all going to be stranded. The word is uh, here, I'm in the Middle East, and the word is here that there are 1,800 that worked for the uh, embassy that have special visas, want to get out, and have no chance of getting out now. We're leaving them behind. It's reprehensible. Yeah, I mean... Um, it is reprehensible. Uh, it's appalling. It's also strategically foolish. Um, imagine the challenges we'll have for years to come if we ever need local support uh, in a hot spot around the world. This is a, one reason why great and respected countries keep their word, uh, which Joe Biden now uh, has broken flagrantly so and in a way that will reverberate for years to come. So is, I mean, is there, there's no way to, 
There's no way to stop this. There's not an appetite in Congress to, to, and I don't mean from the Republicans, I mean from the Democrats. Is there not enough people in Congress and in the Senate to stand up and be a check and a balance on this reckless, dangerous behavior? Um, well, Glenn, I think what you've seen from the Democrats is a deafening silence. Um, a very, very few number of Democrats, um, oftentimes veterans themselves, maybe serving on the armed services or the intelligence committee, have suggested that we need to, at a minimum, uh, stay as long as it takes to get out all of the Americans uh, who are in Afghanistan. But most Democrats just don't want to talk about it at all. As you saw with Nancy Pelosi, she just wanted to talk about their reckless three and a half trillion dollar budget. They want, they're like President Biden's foot blades. They just want to keep their head down, grit, grit and bear it like it's a cam, like it's a bad news cycle on a campaign, and then turn the page. Hopefully, after next Tuesday, it's all going to be out of the headlines, and the media will move on. It's going to be I just, worse. I don't see how how's, how are we going to move on if we have hundreds or even thousands of Americans who are stranded in Afghanistan when the Taliban at that point control not just all the border crossings but all the airports in the country. And this is, I mean, the only hope, and I say this with just callous um, disregard to humanity, but the only hope is that there will be no press there to report it. But so far, the Taliban still has Twitter, still has Facebook, um, and I don't think they're going to be shy in showing some of it. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, then they'll amazing. violate the yeah. Twitter standards. Well, I mean, that is a big difference um, between uh, the, where, one of the big differences between where we are now and where the Taliban was uh, 20 years ago before 9-11 um, is social media didn't really exist back then. Uh, and as we've seen with ISIS um, over the years, ISIS is very aggressive in their use of social media for propaganda purposes and recruiting and training. Uh, and I suspect that'll be the same. That'll be true of the Taliban as well. Um, quickly, one last question. I know you've got to run. Thank you, A, for kicking some butt with the State Department. But can you give me an update on the State Department? We last night had an ambassador called in, I think it's Macedonia. They closed off. We were looking for places where we can fly people in just to hold them. And Macedonia was one of them. And our ambassador... Uh, or the ambassador of Macedonia was called by the State Department and told not to take any of these people. What the hell? Yeah, I, I, I hadn't heard that specific report, Glenn, but I've heard similar reports. I know that our, our people on the ground inside the airport, uh, both uh, Department of Defense, intelligence agencies, uh, and our State Department officials are trying to move heaven and earth to get people uh, into the airport and out of the country. But the senior leadership of the State Department is, is a different kettle of fish. Um, you know, I, I heard a story just this morning that we weren't even allow, allowing British nationals to get inside the airport with their Afghan partners and, and fly to Great Britain at, the, at private expense. So, again, this wouldn't even have, have an impact on the American government or taxpayer. And it's not you know, a country that people have never heard of. It's Great Britain. Uh, I'm very disturbed by these reports, and I'm trying to get answers on all of them. At a minimum, we should be allowing countries that are willing to accept Afghans or willing to send charter or charity flights oh into Kabul to do that to clean up some of President Biden's mess. Uh, yes. Yes, you don't want to do it. Fine. We'll do it. We'll do it. But they won't even, I mean, they are obstructing us every step of the way. 
And I don't know if it's out of spite, uh, ignorance. I have no idea. I don't care, but it should stop now. Yeah, no, Glenn, I, I definitely, I hear you and I agree with you. Um, and I'm just worried that they're about to roll up stakes in the next 24, 48 hours. I mean, if, if Joe Biden is hell-bent to have every last troop out of the airport on Tuesday, uh, August 31, well, they're not going to be flying mass evacuation charters out, you know, through Tuesday afternoon. They've got to start getting our troops out as well. Well, we will for as long as we possibly can. Um, Senator, thank you so much. Thanks for your service uh, to the country here in Afghanistan. And, um, and thank you. Thank you for your service right. in the Senate as well. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Senator Tom Cotton, back in a minute. Man, do you remember that teacher last week? She went on a rant about climate change and the coronavirus and conservatives telling them most of your parents are dumber than you. You don't have to believe everything your parents believe because most likely you're smarter than them. Oh, my gosh. But let me ask you something. What do you really know about what your kids are being taught or not taught about democracy, about the free market? The only way to protect your kids from bad information is to give them good information. And the best way to do that is with the Tuttle Twins books. They teach liberty in a fun way with stories your kids and your grandkids are going to love. They'll understand why America is America. Tuttle Twins, they're having a crazy back-to-school sale this week. It's a massive socialism inoculation kit. Uh, It has all of the books. You want the vaccine? Here it is. The Tuttle Twins books. They have parent guides, activity books, and the audio books, all for less than the normal cost of just the books. They're taking 70% off the normal price right now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com this week only. Get this massive discount. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Glenn is in the Middle East. Uh, he, we're we're going to connect with him here uh, in just a moment. The details coming out of Kabul and the airport are horrifying to say the least. Some of the footage that is on social media now is still yet to be confirmed, but is, uh, I mean, to say it's gruesome and disturbing would be to undersell it uh, dramatically. Um, there are, uh, you know, legitimately piles of people all over the place around where this bombing occurred. The U.S. is now confirming U.S. and civilian casualties. We don't know what that means yet. Uh, we don't know. Uh, we've seen reports of at least four U.S. Marines that were at least injured or maybe killed. Uh, the reporting from the ground is saying this is it that they're not going to do anything else no more people are going to be let in they're just going the august 31st thing looks like it may be off this may just be us leaving as soon as we can get people off of the base this is it um they're saying no more planes to take off uh uh, so 
this is, uh, Glenn, are you back with us or not? I'm, I can't, uh, no. Okay, I was told he was. Um, but we're, we're kind of trying to reconnect with him in the Middle East. This is, this is something we talked about over and over again over the past week, which was, as, as this had been discussed by us and, and by many people critical of the Biden administration, it was discussed as this thing that Joe Biden screwed up and put a lot of people in danger and look at this catastrophe as they try to have people around the airport and and it's a mess and all of this and as we said over and over again that discussion was a discussion about the best case scenario the best possible thing that can come out of this is just that joe biden really screwed up and stranded thousands of people for some time and in a very messy situation, we're able to get them out eventually because the Taliban decided to be super nice and allow it to occur. What we're seeing now is approaching more of the worst case scenario where someone, we don't know who, the, the, uh, they're talking, they're trying to blame this new ISIS-K, I guess a new variant, uh, for the attack. Taliban is claiming that they've had their own people killed in the attack. We'll see what how that plays out. But this could get much, much worse and is getting much, much worse. We're going to have Glenn back from the Middle East here in just a moment. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. A dark day in U.S. history. You are in the middle of witnessing it. We'll have all the details in just a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, here's something interesting that just happened in the world. A company named Palantir. It just bought $50 million in physical gold to prepare for a black swan event. Now, why is this important? Well, Palantir, in case you don't know, they are an expert company on data, analytics, and forecasting. And they're used by hedge funds and banks and financial firms, including Morgan Stanley, Merck, Airbus, Fiat, Chrysler, whole bunch of people, and the United States intelligence community also uses Palantir for forecasting. And they just loaded up on physical gold. Gee, why would a company do that? Do they know something? We don't know. Signs are a massive financial crisis is coming. The world always returns to gold and silver. Please protect yourself. Goldline has extended their free silver bar offer while supplies last. With any and all qualifying orders, you're going to receive that bar at no cost. So call them right now. 866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-GOLDLINE or go to goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Um, I'm glad you're here today. Uh, there's a lot going on. David Barton from Wall Builders and also on the board of directors of uh, the Nazarene Fund uh, has been traveling with us. Uh, and uh, we have seen and heard an awful lot, uh, that some of which we can't tell you yet. Um, 
some of it good, some of it bad. Um, but first, let's start with the the good. Um, we have uh, forty one hundred. No, fifty one. Fifty one hundred people out now. Uh, so five thousand people have uh, been saved. Uh, it's my understanding there is one more plane on the tarmac uh, that is ready to go. Um, there were others that we will tell you the story about uh, later when we are able to. Um, but the problem is last night, um, it was about 24 hours ago, um, we had a problem that the, uh, the host countries that are landing these planes would uh, had a cap of about uh, 4,000 people, one of the countries, and all of the countries had reached their cap. And the reason why that was happening is because the State Department was not vouching for anybody so we could move them on to other host countries. Um, and so everything... And, and can I add, too, that the State Department had vetted all these people. They were all on a list. They're on the State Department list. The people who got on the plane are on that list. They're in the air. They're going to the country, and the, and the State Department calls the country and says, we won't vouch for the people on the plane. They're on your list. That's how they got there. And, and the State Department will not follow through, so we've had planes turn around in the air and come back, or we've had them stop on the ground because the, plate, the State Department won't let those people on the ground go to the next step, the next staging area, because they won't vouch for them. And, and yet you can't even get on the plane if you hadn't been through the State Department. And so now these host countries um, that have been taking them out of Kabul, they're supposed to go to Kabul, and then we verify that is who you are, yada, yada. We've already done that in Kabul, but then we do it again, and we make sure that everybody is who they say they are, and then they go to the next country. Well, the State Department was blocking us from getting people out of Kabul. Then they are blocking us from getting people out of these airports. And these airports are overrun and they can't take anymore. Through divine providence, and I'm not going to give you any details until it's done, but this is literally, David, a God thing. Would you agree? Yeah, it is a God thing. I People talk about God fingerprints. This is a handprint. This, yeah. this is not a fingerprint. We're traveling with somebody. We brought somebody with us who at the last minute said, hey, can I jump on the plane with you guys? And we said yes. And um, we, kind of all, we kind of all thought um, he's a really good guy to have, and he kind of knows a little bit of everybody. Um, and we thought, uh, you know, it'll be great to have him, but didn't really have a job for him, you know? Um, and then last night, as we're talking, he said, um, I think I can get countries to open up and two countries in particular. And we just got word. It, it, David, is it an official word? It's not official enough to say the country. Okay. So, um, but but it's it's official. It's going to happen. We're just not going to yeah, say it right now. Right. And I'm not going to say it until those planes are down on the ground anyway. Right. Um, because I don't. We don't need any more hassles from anybody else. But uh, it looks like we are going to be able to take five thousand people and move them uh, in plane load after plane load uh, right away, which would then open up all of these countries to take more if anyone can get any more planes off the ground. Mm -hmm. um, so we could take another 5,000 people out if there's support. We're kind of looking now, you know, at the, at the British 
and the French as the only ones that are going to be able to help do that because nobody else is doing it. Well, it, it even looks like that because Kabul is really under American control that they're not even letting the British and others go out. So the, even our allies are not able to get their private planes out of there. So the State Department really has shut down the flow. You know, if we can get these folks moved to these other countries, we could get more people into these countries and, and keep people keep moving people out of Kabul. But at this point, it doesn't look like the State Department's going to let us or our allies take any more out. So uh, that is the, uh, that's the situation here. I know David has been, um, you've been tracking a, a lot of stuff. Um, we're at the end of our day uh, here. It's, it's dark here and people are starting to come home, have dinner, and then go to bed soon. Um, your reflections on the day here it's it's torn emotions because on the one hand i know our military i got two kids in army right now on on deployments different places and service different placements and i know that if we untied the hands of the military we're not having any of this trouble at kabul there's just there's no none of it and I know the military capabilities, and my frustration is we don't have to have this going on. We didn't have to have that bomb going off. We could have had a wide perimeter way out. None of this would be a problem. The ISIS-K would not be in, uh, in Afghanistan. They wouldn't have dared lift their head. Yeah, th- this would be a non-story, but at the same time, the military can't do that. And and I've been reflecting today, and it's a, it's a frustration, but it's also I'm so pleased that the Constitution set up a civil authority over the military because we cannot have a coup this way. If our military got frustrated with President Biden and said, we're going to go save these guys, what stops them from having a coup next time they don't like any president? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I, I don't like the, hand, the fact that our military has its hands tied but I like the fact our military has its hands tied because the Constitution was so wise in that regard. That'll prevent us from ever becoming a third world country having a coup. As a historian, David, can you think of a time in American history like this? Wow. No. Um, What makes it unique? There has always been for all the presidents that I can think of, even the ones I disagree with, there has been an American first mentality. And even when I disagreed with them politically, they were very good about trying to maintain our strength and our reputation internationally. I can't think of a place, you know, the closest we're gonna get is Vietnam, and that's the closest we're gonna get, and that's where politicians manage the war, not the military guys. Oh wait, is that what's happening here? Politicians managing the war, not the military guys. but that that was, you know, I, I hate even bringing that up, but Biden's the one who brought that up that we're not going to be there, and yet here we are. So that's the closest I can come. I, you know, if I go back to Zachary Taylor, if I go back to all the other wars I can think of, all the other conflicts, there's nothing like this, um, precedent like this. There's been places where that, like with Teddy Roosevelt, pe- Americans were taken captive in Cuba, and we just went in and crushed it. That was just not going to happen. You're not going to hold Americans. So... It's really hard to think of anything really that, that is close to what's happening here with the embarrassment we're suffering, with the, the way that other nations are looking at us, our loss of prestige. There's always been people who hated America, but not allies. Yeah, and I don't, I don't mind that we're embarrassed or humiliated. I, I'm ashamed that we are um, 
we're lying and we're lying to ourselves and we're betraying our allies and the people. I mean, we are really, truly, easily on the wrong side here. Yeah. And, and this is one of the things that history tends to get right over time. Um, you know, maybe 20, 30 years before the full story comes out with a lot of this, because even the media starting to challenge Joe Biden, they're still not getting the full story out. I mean, what we're seeing over here and what we have the reports of and the intelligence we're getting, they have access to, and it's just not making it back home. So at some point, that's going to come out just as it did in Vietnam. Uh, the media did a really bad job there. In retrospect, we have a lot more knowledge of what happened than what the media told us, and that'll happen here eventually. It just takes a while to get there. David Barton from Wall Builders and from the Nazarene Fund, thanks for everything. Um, I want to tell you a story, and, uh, and, 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 it, and it's just a story. It's just a story. Um, but, uh, you know, it's weird how sometimes stories turn out to be, you know, very close to real life. I'm not saying that about this story. But, um, you know, there was a, country, uh, there was a company uh, that really wanted uh, a pipeline um, uh, from, uh, from Afghanistan up uh, all the way to Russia and then uh, across Russia and, uh, and into, uh, into Europe. And the Afghani leadership didn't want that. They didn't. They didn't want their um, their reserves uh, to be exploited like that, and uh, and this country had gone to other countries, uh, and and the other countries were were for it, um, but then there was this this horrible change of uh, of policy, and new people uh, became in charge, and and their payment. Uh, for doing a deal uh, was uh, military equipment uh, and uh, and making sure that um, that nobody bothered them uh, anymore. Uh, anyway, that's a, just a, a crazy crazy story. By the way, there is a company that does want to build that pipeline. That's not uh, fantasy. Um, the rest of it is completely made up. But um, that that that. You know what's weird is that company is named Burisma. Back in a minute. I want to talk to you about American financing. America is starting to change, and it's changing from the inside out. And it's not a good change. But there is, there is another part of America that is standing true to what we once knew. Uh, and while the ground gets shakier, we have to find that solid ground. And that solid ground is responsibility, fiscal responsibility, uh, spiritual responsibility. Get your fiscal house in order by calling American Financing right now. They're not here to help the bank out. They're here to help you. They work for you, not the banks. Let their consultants do a free mortgage review for you today. See what you might be missing out on. AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now. AmericanFinancing.net. 800 906 2440. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program.
So two bombs at least have gone out off near the Kabul airport. We know from our State Department there were U.S. casualties and civilian casualties. We don't know all of the numbers. Some of the reporting is saying at least four U.S. servicemen have been wounded or killed. The Taliban is saying at least 13 people have been killed. Although, if you have seen any of the footage that has come out from uh, on social media, you, you know it's much, much more than that. There are piles of people all over the place. And this is a worsening journey into the worst case scenario. I will remind you that two days ago, Jen Psaki told us that she wouldn't call the evacuation anything but a success. Two days ago. The White House behind the scenes went to any publication that would listen to them and say that they needed to have the, their due credit for what is going on in Afghanistan. And you probably saw, if you're on social media, if you're on Twitter, if you watch cable news, you probably saw many people who are aligned with the administration parroting that exact sentiment. People on MSNBC did it. People all over the media did it. They wanted their props for Afghanistan. Well, I hope they get them. They Because de they deserve all of the credit for what is occurring there right now. This is theirs. Joe Biden said that any attack on our forces would be met with swift and forceful response. So far, no sign of anything swift or forceful from this administration. The exact opposite. The ending of an ongoing, pathetic march to failure. It's incredible to watch it occur in real time. This is the United States of America we're talking about. This is our country. And this is the face they are putting on it. My understanding of the process is that you don't allow thousands of your own people to be stranded in a country before you allow it to be taken over. Seems to be the decision was made quite a long time ago that we were going to hand the country back to the Taliban eventually, but could we at least have evacuated our people before we did it? Apparently the answer to that is no. As you may know, we had plenty of places to, for airplanes to take off in this country not very long ago. But we gave them all up before we evacuated our people. Now, we have multiple suicide bombs going off right outside the airport. And every piece of reporting on the ground and from people who are in touch with military officials are saying, basically, it's over. We are not even going to make it to the deadline the Taliban set for us. We are going to evacuate people as fast as possible. And the quote from a source inside the military was that it is increasingly likely that, yes, 
thousands of Americans will be left behind. It's hard to overstate. The whole day, the whole freaking day is hard to overstate. Just a terrible day in U.S. history. We'll have more on it tonight. Stu does America on the blaze. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program.